This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news, today's talk. 640 Toronto. We do have the mayor of Toronto calling in and speaking with us. She's back from Ottawa, two days there. We'll cover that and we'll cover what's coming up later on today. We welcome on Olivia Chow, the 66th mayor of Toronto. It's nice to have you on. Hey, good morning, Greg. Good morning. You have a busy uh, schedule, and we appreciate you fitting us in. 2.30 today, you'll talk to Canada's finance minister, Krista Freeland. She knows you. You know her. What's What are you hoping to accomplish in that conversation today? I'm looking uh, for her to hear the, the voices of the people, uh, those that are being uh, evicted, those that are really worried about rent increase, people that are taking the subways that are, uh, well, Mm. occasionally not totally reliable. They want fast public transit. And the refugees that are now, again, having to be out on the street because all our shelters are full. The 10,000 people living on shelters, they need homes. So I'm looking to persuade her to uh, open up and uh, some financial dollars so that we could set yeah. up some shelters, invest in public transit, get the buses going, all the things that a good city really need to function well. People like that you met with Mark Miller uh, because he handles immigration and refugees. People like people are impressed by Sean Fraser so far, the new housing minister. You, you didn't meet with the prime minister. Um, he was in Montreal all day yesterday. Um, is it disappointing to go and, and not be able to, to have the face time with him or will you make that up soon in the future? Uh, hopefully soon in future. Uh, they, there was a promise so that we will meet in a few weeks, maybe. um, Before end of the year, for sure. Before it gets too cold. Uh, So I didn't just meet with the folks um, in the government side. I also met with uh, the opposition. So the head of the NDP, Jamit Singh, and uh, the deputy leader, uh, Melissa Lansman, of the Conservatives. So um, it's... uh, it's an all-hands-on-deck kind of situation. It's not which party, which levels of government. Uh, this is the biggest city uh, of Canada. We generate a lot of activities and a lot of money for the federal and the provincial yeah. government. Mr. Ford, Premier Ford said, yep, um, Mayor, let's, let's work this out, it's- which is great. Yeah, so it's. I'm hoping that the federal government would step up. It's progress. Nothing gets done overnight. You've barely been on the job two and a half months, ten weeks. Your campaign was focused on making Toronto a more affordable city. Some people look and say it's even more expensive than three months ago. Like I said, nothing changes overnight. What's one thing you will do to make Toronto more affordable for a middle-income family? Um, well, I, I've done uh, housing benefits, which is a bit of rent supplement to help those that need to find housing now. So we're not waiting to build housing. The second one is for middle income folks. Um, Middle income folks sometimes face uh, people that they, they may face their apartment they lived in, let's say in Midtown, and I met with them, and they've lived in that area uh, for 
20, 30 years, all of a sudden their buildings are being sold and yeah. uh, they're facing eviction, right? They, they're not poor people. It's just that right now the rent is so high. So we are actually at 10 o'clock later today. We are uh, actually 1030. We have a press conference about buying some buildings and making some of the buildings uh, making them, uh, it's called land trust, so that people can, the tenants in there can have a permanent affordable home. So we're doing yeah. that. Uh, we are relaxing our, um, our density. So if you're a homeowner, Greg, if you have a, a home that is only two-story, if you want to build three-story, uh, turn it into three units to rent one of them out. Yeah. Um, you could do so. You can you do that. To, yeah, you don't have to yeah. apply for all these planning. Yeah, cutting red tape, right? It's basically yeah. cutting red tape, and that's that's so massively important to do. I know we only got we got about ninety seconds left. To, uh, I don't want to push it too far. I have, I have a few more minutes. It's okay. It's oh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. I, the person that I, I'm meeting with is slightly late. <laughs> traffic, Toronto. It's Toronto traffic. Yes. Tom Cruise talked about yes. this, Tom Olivia. Right. I know. Uh, okay. So Mark Saunders uh, was on with us earlier this week he ran against you uh obviously and is a former toronto police chief he said he he wants to to help with young and dundas square we had a lot of people on the air talk about young and dundas square i know there was a story in the toronto star about it olivia i just you're you're our you're our leader people are smoking drugs openly people are not are really concerned about safety in that massive massive important area there's a school where 18 and 19 year olds go there i think people are looking for help with young and dundas square what could we do i totally agree i remember i used to teach at tmu right the old ryerson so which is right next door to it so i see it all the time uh we're looking to take the uh, to meet with like right now dundas square young dundas square is managed by the business improvement area so we're meeting with them to say hey maybe the city can help you manage the build manage the square better so yeah. we we have to how is managed how is supervised uh, how who gets to use the square what kind of program we do there how do we protect it and all the people around it uh, it's a fairly because there are many different aspects of it we are bringing those people together to see how we could manage it a lot better I, I see it I hear it I understand I, I get you do like I, I don't want to inject myself into your story and your words but our son wants to go to TMU and he wants to go there badly next fall but go, my, go. it's a great university. well yeah but my wife and I have those reservations I think we need to see progress and, and you could create that for us that's something that you and city council because nobody does anything alone you've documented that we need a safer area tmu professors are telling me female professors especially are telling me they feel differently than they did two years ago there olivia i know you hear the same thing so we got to fix it yeah you have my promise because you know what my office at at university is right Mm. near it it's like uh, two minutes walk to it i go through it all the time i 
I saw how it changed, but yeah. it could, uh, yeah, it used to be quite different, right? I've <laughs> been around long enough to know what it could be. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's the whole management. I, we need to revisit who actually, it's still owned by the city of Toronto, but it's run by the business improvement area. So we're having active conversation, not just with the police officers, mm. but, uh, but they are one big part of it. And the health side is a big part of it because of the, of uh, what the health services around it? Yes, and yeah. university also because a lot of students walk by it. We we have a building. I shouldn't say we, the university have a building at Ten Dundas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we'll get it fixed. So um, uh, maybe we could even ask for some help for all the neighbors that surrounds it. Right? I'll, I'll, so, I, I love the sound of that, but, and but, I. But but yeah. you tell your your kid that uh, it's a great university. Do go there. Don't stop doing anything because of uh, worrying about safety. I hear you. I know we got under a minute. Two quickies. Have you talked to Metrolinx about the Crosstown timeline? I know you're as frustrated oh. as anybody else. And my second question, take them in order, one and two, is Ontario Place. There was a story about you wanting it on the other side near the Intercare building. Let's start with Metrolinx and you go where you want and take as much time as you want and you go when you want to yeah i uh metrolink i uh it, of course it's ontario government we don't have much control over it we've we've said please hurry up fix it repair it open it it's been 13 years but at the meantime maybe some of us could go over to Edmonton. The, the street looks really nice now. The stations there is just not open. But the restaurants, the 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 hair, yeah. the barra, the nail, please show please go to Little Jamaica and show some love to the 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 people that, that are still hanging on and encourage them to not give up because it's tough 13 years as a store owner, right? And in terms of Ontario Place, it's called Ontario Place because it's not City Place. I know. It's not Toronto Place. We don't have much control over it. So I was, I'm, all, I'm a very practical person. I'm always looking to mediate and, and help out and see if there's a solution. So we said, hey, CNE, would you consider it? The premier is not that interested. Uh, Therma, the company, said we, we did the deal and the lease with Ontario Place. So they, they're not that interested. Um, our staff will look at it and... Maybe it's possible, maybe not. It sounds like we're losing hope on it, though. That's to me what it sounds like. There's only so much the city can do, is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, hey, I'm in this business to be hopeful and optimistic. Never say never, right? Yeah. So (laughs) we'll just keep trying and see what happens. Olivia, thanks for the extra time. You're meeting with Krista Freeland today. Everybody in Toronto wants you to get a commitment, get a deal. Good luck doing that today at 2.30. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. It's a harvest moon. It's beautiful full moon at 720. Go and appreciate our beautiful waterfront. We're, we, I mean, we've got, yeah, we're not going to miss on this great weather this weekend. Thank you for the time. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. Olivia Chow joining us, Mayor of Toronto. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. Shiba Siddiqui, I mentioned our producer. We had uh, Olivia Chow. She gave us some extra time, which allowed us to ask about Ontario Place, because again, there's 13 things you could ask her about. Did you? What, what did you sort of take away from how she talked about Ontario Place? Well, I'm really surprised that she. I feels like she's almost thrown up her hands and just said, "You know what? It is what it is. Um, this is what's the plan is. She's Therma's going to stay at Ontario Place, and it's out of her hands." 
That's... Which I just feel like she's resigned to the fact that there's nothing else she can do. Yeah, like I, I reached out to a couple people because you saw the same story I did, and we talked about it earlier in the week, how... You know, it sounded like she'd proposed, well, let's use city-owned land for the yes. spa, which is sort of the better living center part of Exhibition Place. We have the uh, Exhibition Place CEO, Don Boyle, on from time to time to talk about issues there. And he listens to the show, and he's he's a good guest because he'll tell us things um, that we wouldn't get um, from anybody else. He's the CEO, for heaven's sake. But that city land there, and and this this is not, uh, it's, it's a non-starter. So I think she said this, to a reporter as an aside, Sheba, like a week and a half ago, and like, oh, I wish this could happen, but I'm worried it got run with, and it's like, oh, is this possible? It's not. They don't have the water pumps. They don't have the infrastructure. Then you're you're just giving away a huge chunk. And by the way, a lot of these buildings, I know sometimes we just say, well, I go to the CNE or I go to the Honda Indy, or I go to a soccer game or two. These buildings are almost always in use. Boat shows, right? Wedding expos. Um, all the time. All the time. Yeah. So you can't put this mega private spa. And if you're Therm, Therma, after all this, Sheba, you're right by the waterfront. You're right by one of the five great lakes. Why are you moving across the street to to a piece of concrete that that is valuable and does a lot of great things? But why would you do that? You've got a deal already in place, a 99 year lease. You're not you're not moving across the street to be in in an essence and build a spa in a parking lot. You're not doing it. Okay, but a while ago, I'd say a few weeks ago, you and I saw that video that they put out about what the spa is actually going to look like. I don't believe it. They don't have the space for it, even with the adjustments mm. that they've made. I, how much is that going to cost? Who's paying for that? I just there are a lot of questions here. I think it's the wrong move. There are a lot of things that surprised me in that in that interview in that segment with you. Um, the fact that you're hesitant to send your son to TMU, and she came forward and said, "No, absolutely, send him. It's going to be perfectly fine." How is it going to be perfectly fun? What are you going to do about that space? What are you going to change? What security measures are you taking into place? What are the answers to these questions? Yeah, yeah. Here's what Olivia Chow said. I th- those are, th- yeah, they're, they're very important questions. Then, as I said, TMU should say something. Um, the Toronto police should keep, like, like, emphasize and say, we need help. We either need more officers. We've done this for the subways. We've done this for the TTC. But I keep emphasizing this. We got a really Mark Saunders on our on on our show during Think Tank Wednesday said, I'll sign up, I'll volunteer, I'll be on a panel that tries to bring Young and Dundas Square. I know we can't reverse all uh, all the clocks back 15 years ago or even, you know, 10 years ago to where it was just a different place in time. But you can do something with that square that isn't being done right now. Here's what Olivia Chow said about Ontario Place when we asked her about it earlier this hour. It's called Ontario Place because it's not City Place. I know. It's not Toronto Place. We don't have much control over it. So I was, I'm, a, I'm a very practical person. I'm always looking to mediate and, and help out and see if there's a solution. So we said, hey, CNE, would you consider it? The premier is not that interested. Uh, Therma, the company, said we, we did the deal and the lease with Ontario Place. So they, they're not that interested. Um, our staff will look at it and... Maybe it's possible, maybe not. It sounds like we're losing hope on it, though. That's to me what it sounds like. There's only so much the city can do, is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, hey, I'm in this business to be (laughs) hopeful and optimistic. Never say never, right? Yeah. So okay. we'll just keep trying and see what happens. I got it. Like, again, there's Shiva, there's a lot of I, ah, uh, wells. Like, I, I know yeah. she doesn't want to say, yeah, it's over. And it's over when it's and over. And we'll see what happens.
That's how that was wrapped up. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I know. And and also on this side, Sheba, you and I live in and we work in a in a city that's broke. And I'm telling you that if they move that spot to the other side, that Therma doesn't want to do and the Ford government doesn't want to do, they need water and sewer and everything and infrastructure and a new grid. Who pays for that? The city. It's on city yeah. land. It's 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 a non-starter. I think she said that as an aside and then it became again. We know we know the game of broken industry, a broken telephone, really well in this industry. That that can transpire sometimes. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. Six forty. Toronto. Sheba Siddiqui is the producer of our show, and you know you're four weeks into school with a high schooler. By the way, you're also in hockey arenas. I'm just thinking. I'm looking at this uh. weather forecast, and I'm like. It's not so bad in January. If anything, it's like, oh, nice. I'm out of the snow and the slush. Someone else can shovel because I got to take the kid to hockey. But hockey arenas on weekends like this. Oh, my God. You see the sun. Thank you for your support. Thank you. I'm happy. This is what I'm here for. This is a pat (laughs) on the back. (laughs) I'll be honest. I'm this weekend. I'm more in the car than I am in any arena or facility or or anything. Gym. Just because these kids and they're driving with all four of them and their programs. Ends, ends up being a lot. Life. But they're having fun. And you know what? I yeah. notice a difference. You notice a difference with kids who really go all in in sports versus not. Yeah. I'm seeing the discipline in them. Life cool. life evolves over time, though, because I have friends that have younger kids uh, with mine being teenagers now. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're going apple picking. We're going to a pumpkin patch. And I'm like, yeah, that's fun. But I did that. But yeah, but we did <laughs> all that. I spent the We've whole day that. at an apple farm. And like, I'm like, when did, we're going, how much longer? It's fun. But you have that in the moment right now. And you sure aren't taking teenagers there. They want nothing to, they're not going to an apple farm with you. You can't, you can't bind them you up in handcuffs creative. and take them there. You can get, you can bring the apple farm Maybe to them, bake an apple pie with them this weekend, Brady. You could do that. You could do that. Um, so we saw this yesterday, and, and you and I oftentimes look and I go, we say ah, bad news is like a headline and then kind of good news, and we don't make enough deal about it. So I think if this was the other way around, people would be like, oh, my, what are we going to do? But Ontario students are doing better on this EQAO test, the Education Quality and Accountability Office test. Standardized tests were released from last spring on Thursday morning, and grade three students are up 60% met the provincial standards for math up it's a it's up it's 1% from the previous year reading we, but we're supposed to be proud of this i it's something right cuz we uh, were slipping Brady, and slipping and slipping 60% of our grade 3 students can meet can can meet the baseline level of math i just don't know even this report just reading grade 6 students 50% meet the provincial standards. It's up from 47. Huzzah. Yes, we're, Celebrate. we're supposed to be celebrating this. So these numbers, I'm not celebrating this. 50%, half of a grade six class can do the basic minimum of math. And I get it. We've been through a pandemic. They've obviously things have dropped. Their skills have dropped. Their understanding levels. Virtual school is horrible. I just, I don't like these numbers at all. And what happens? You know, they don't fail kids anymore, right? They don't fail kids. You can't you can't skip a grade anymore. So they just get keep getting pushed through, pushed through, pushed through. Well, they don't fail elementary school kids, but I'm telling you. It, well, like, you don't get the credit in high school. Yeah, true. Yeah, like it was. And, and you know that I, that and the audience might know we hired a tutor for both our kids and we were going driving like crazy uh, to get them to tutoring appointments. This kid's got a tutoring appointment at five and this kid's tomorrow at six. So we're spending money like to the tune of 40, 45 bucks an hour, whatever it was uh, for like 25, 30 oh, hours. I know. It adds I up, know. man. I and it. It, and I, I, 
Go ahead. Well, and, and um, like no question, there's there's colleagues, if you will, of my son in grade nine that took summer school because they didn't pass math or they didn't pass English or geography or whatever. They were in summer school, something I never I, I never heard of anybody in summer school until university when you'd pick up an, you know, an intercession course or a summer course for university. I'd never heard of it in high school. Nobody really? I knew. I always went to summer school in high school, but it was a reach ahead. Like I wanted to get the credit. So I would just go to summer school for that whole, the whole month of July, you get one credit. Why not? Why not? I'm encouraging my kids to, but these numbers, this, these, the math, the literacy, it's, I think it's, it, it worries me. But it's going, it's, it's going up. It was in a bad shape and you know, 50% though. I'm not happy with it. I'm saying it's progress. I like progress. Stephen Lecce said this on John Oakley's show yesterday uh, about these numbers. Back to basics. Academic achievement is what matters. And I'm imposing metrics and standards, and we're elevating the outcomes of these kids. And I think it's working. It just, I, I'm the first to acknowledge we've got more to do because this is still, you know, the, the liberals. It put put our it, there's such regression in fundamental skills. They changed the curriculum. They took out cursive writing. They took out phonics. They took out financial literacy. They didn't mandate coding. I mean, it was like like teaching kids from 25 years ago, and they put them at a competitive disadvantage. Oof, that's a lot. That's a shot. Um, he's not wrong. He's not he's wrong. Not wrong though. No. And, and and you and I here, and we've had these conversations. We're like. Yeah, I'm okay with back to basics, but sh- of course, like on a day like today, Sheba, should should we should teachers talk about residential schools and nat- National Day Truth and Reconciliation? Was just yeah, the moral? sure, of course, absolutely, of course they should. But, but but I mean, we should also talk about math and literacy, reading and writing results. Absolutely, get that up there. I think in our schools right now, we're focusing on the wrong things. Look what is happening. We're celebrating that our grade six students went from forty seven percent comprehension in math to fifty percent, fifty. Do you know how many kids are getting left behind? Yeah, it's no good. It's absolutely and and if you can't afford tutoring, what are you supposed to do? And I don't expect teachers. I I think you know this. I think teachers are brilliant, but I want them to have all the tools level for and and it's worth hammering the provincial government when they don't give them that. But when I hear some teachers react to Stephen Lecce wants to go back to basics, they're like, "How dare you?" I'm like, "No, no, no. That's why they're in school. All the other make them a better person, teach them about this. What do we get wrong in past history? Yes." pepper that in but you can't push english and math aside to do that do you can't take that english and math time to do that's what to do that's what we should be protesting on queen at queen's park english and math literacy (laughs) and the mathematics that's where we should that'll be the hundred person march and you and i will run it and we'll invite 98 people (laughs) we'll do it by the way, this Hyundai uh, Kia story, we got a minute to get it in. Um, do you want to give people, because I'm so you a Hyundai, drive a Hyundai owner, right? right? <laughs> so You're, it matters you drive a Hyundai, to me. So, so apparently your engine might blow up. There have been over all, almost 330,000 Hyundais rec- recalled in Canada um, because something there's some, some issue with, there's an electrical short that happens in the engine and it catches fire spontaneously either when you're driving or even when it's parked and it's turned off. So Brady, you could just walk out to your driveway one morning on your way to work and your car is in flames. I, that's nice that you're worried about the driveway. Where is it parked right? You know exactly where it's parked right now. You might even know this. Actually, I got in under the gate today. So you know where the spot is. Is it indoor or outdoor, Sheba? Tell the audience. Yeah, yours is indoor. It's right indoor. Now. It's underground, it's, which means that the car is beside you. You're putting them in danger. It's below our this. feet right now. Like if my feet start to get warm, <laughs> that could be Brady's Hyundai Santa Fe just, just spontaneously combusting. Well, there are 21 vehicle fires I, that have come about since this 22 oh. thermal incidents, including burning and melting. So figure out 
what you're driving, if you're in jeopardy, talk to your, your dealership about it. It's a good story. If I go down at around 9.30 this morning and my car's on fire, do I come back up and, and break the, like, do we break wait, in? Wait, wait, wait. Did, are you parked next to me? Two spots away. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's, it's okay. Like, again, it, my car just smells like coffee cups and, uh, and uh, bagel sesame seeds. It okay. needs a good vacuum. All right. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's News. Today's Talk. 640 Toronto. Are you in or out? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So are we in or out? You're out. You are over and out. No, 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 no. Insulted him a little bit. I'm okay with it, but now you're making me feel weird. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Have you ever ratted out a neighbor? Have you ever called the police, the local, you know, bylaw officer on a na- I've had it happen to me, and I'll tell you that story in a little bit, but we bring up this story, Sheba and Gord, because here's the headline. Toronto family shocked they have to rip out $20,000 synthetic grass putting green. And a guy in Scarborough, a couple in Scarborough, got a notice from the city of Toronto that the artificial grass in their backyard, and it's, if you play golf, this is gorgeous. It's not just one hole. It's like four holes. This looks like a beautiful country club. And you can chip off the grass. It, 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 this guy's an avid golfer. He put synthetic grass in his backyard four years ago. And uh, someone has complained that the rainwater ran off the synthetic grass and onto her property. He says the fake lawn is porous. And allows drainage. Two things. Um, I'd watch a People's Court episode of this Gord with Judge Wapner. I would watch that. Or Judge Judy. I would watch that half hour and I would I would be fixated by it. Um, beyond the obvious, Sheba, like this, I feel for this guy. He put all this work in. I, and $20,000 worth. Yes. That It cost 20000 to set up that part of his backyard. And I don't think you get a tax rebate. I, I know sometimes you get uh, you get a tax rebate for building like... Putting solar panels on oh, probably yes. and you don't putting green. I'm going to claim that yeah. on my, uh, let's see how Canada Revenue feels about that. So here's our question for you. Have you ever ratted out or called out a neighbor? Sheba, have you ever done this? Have you ever had it done to you? Uh, I've done it, but not to police. So we moved into a new development. It was brand new houses. They were all really close together. So you have this little like between the two garages, you know, there's like a little bit of like a, like a rock walkway and the parents were out of the country. So the, the teenagers were there and then I had two very young toddlers and they'd go into that little, uh, like the little space and they'd come out holding cigarette butts, oh tons of them. So they would go in there and they would smoke and they would just drop the, so I, I complained to their parents. I sent them a message and they're, that's it. The next day they were out there with buckets. You can tell they, they you just leave them a note and they know it's you like, a no, letter? I think they had reached out to us. So they, had, they were out of the country. They, they were, we knew each other over text. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and then they uh, they got it. So, but that, I have no problem complaining. I'm like, it depends what it is. This is a little extra. The turf, leave the man alone. He's not bothering anybody. I don't believe that there's an issue there. But if it's if my kid's chewing on a cigarette butt, I have a problem with that. Hundred percent, Gord. Have you ever done it? Have, or has anyone complained about your giant pod structure in your yard? Are they wondering? They're like, is this guy moving or not? Oh yeah, what's happening they, here? They ask all the time. Are you, when are you moving? When are you moving? It's like, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's no, I'm not moving. Because it's been there for a year. It's like it's the slowest move ever. But no, I came close. A neighbor had, a kid had uh, uh, a chipping net that went Ooh. above our fence. And it was like right by my sunroom. And he's like teeing off. You're getting pasted by golf balls. And I, did, I came out there and I said, are you an idiot or are you just plain stupid? Go point it at your own house. <laughs> and it stopped. 
Chiva, the amount of times he uses that language in the hallways here. I've heard, I've heard that voice. Well, I've he's heard learned that it from somewhere. Well, oh, has yeah, he? Right oh, home. okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. He, it gets said to him every day. <laughs> you got to lower the boom sometimes. I'm like this guy with the... This guy, here's his quote. I think the city is bullying me. I think it's not fair. He's 80 years old. He puts synthetic grass in on his, uh, on his lawn. Leave Come the man on. alone. 